Pally. I'm starting right. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm giving a people a moment to soak in my 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 Your beautiful yes robot. my 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 beauty. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Guys, welcome to Self Evident Podcast. It is live this morning. We are happy to be here with you because uh, we, we just are. I mean, subscribe. Like this. That was, that was half a Biden intro. Yeah. But, <laughs> the thing. The, the thing. thing. Do the, the stuff. The, the, the thing. Stuff. You know. I got three words. Come for on. You. I got three words this year for you. Merry Christmas. That was not okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, Anywho. <laughs> I forgot I was the camera switch. So, yeah. Okay. And, well, welcome. <laughs> we are here. We're going to talk about Christmas. Hi, we're here today. And uh, we got a lot to talk about, folks, because, you know, people, you know, what, what we're noticing is bring it in. There's this thing that we get as Christians, right? You are a pagan because, you know, the last hundred years that we've been celebrating Christmas in this country or more, right? Yeah, there was the, but now because the internet. It's, it's pagan. We we've realized that it's just demonically oppressed. It, you know what? So Christians that have been actually celebrating the birth of Jesus and acknowledging that as the birth of Jesus have been doing it all wrong, and they're pagans. It, heresy. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's just it's. Heretical. I mean, I can't even. I can't. What even. do you say? I can't even. Like, we, there's no words. Yeah. With, I I'm 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 what they. I'm a pagan. That's and, what they say. And so we've got nothing left to say because that's really all there is and, to it. And throw yeah. out your Christmas tree. Yeah. Get so rid of the decorations. You are totally not obeying scripture. Yeah. Because thou and, shalt not celebrate uh, yeah, Christmas. You know, it, so, you know, Merry, Merry, Merry Winter Solstice. <laughs> that sounds even more pagan. Right. <laughs> I know. That's the point, fellas. And so. Go ahead. No, no, no. Roll I, I, it in. You know, so here, we're we're talking about this because we love telling you the truth. Like, we're probably going to do this in every holiday. Like, what Valentine's means. St. Valentine's, yes, a real saint. St. Patrick is a real saint. You know. Uh, and not the saint of drinking, mind you. Oh, no, dude. He was actually a liberator. So, all that. Then you actually have uh, St. Nick. You know, this whole idea of gift giving and stuff like that. Right. It's a real person, right? So when we talk about the, 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 the acknowledgement of Christmas, I'm just going to be blunt with you, okay? Just, just to onset before we get into this stuff. It is an acknowledgement of a holiday that America saw fit to say, we're going to take this day and say, we're going to set it aside to acknowledge the birth of our Savior, right? right. It had nothing to do with occultism and like, we're, we want to do this to stop the winter. We're going to masquerade it as Christmas. It is not that America is saying, or our nation is saying, the birth of Jesus was on December 25th. It is not saying that Christians even believe in some may because they're, they don't study. That's fine. You know, I don't know everything in scripture either. Right. So right. it may even be that Christians believe December 25th is the birth of Jesus, yeah. but it's the heart posture behind this holiday that I love. I love this season. And I'll tell you why. Do you know how many times I've been at the store lately and someone says, sir, I'm just going to give you a hundred bucks. Is that okay? This kindness that goes around this warmth that goes around the cool houses and you know when i used to live up north it was beautiful and people were were i, I don't know it was just a different season now there are some duh who are covetous yes uh you know kids can be that way or family members and all that stuff true I and mean, we, we can all acknowledge that 
But this season acknowledges something very special. It's a time for us to put ourselves down and to be giving to someone else. Let's bring our gold, frankincense, and myrrh to another person. Just like that whole idea was given to Christ by the wise men. We should be the wise men in the story and go Ooh. give to those who don't have, those who are broken and destitute and lost. Yeah. Even those who have. Sometimes those that have are the ones that have the, let, the, 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 the least I'm noticing. I know a lot of dudes, and I know a lot of them, rich dudes who have nobody. And they're rich. Look at the story of Scrooge, Christmas Carol. A rich man who had nothing. And he had everything, but he had nothing, right? And all he needed was family. And I think that's why we talk about masculinity so much. I'm tying this all in. Because a masculine position is, do you realize by the time you're 50, madam, female, by the time you're 50 with no kids and no grandkids, no future, you're going to be a lonely person. You'll have nobody in your life to share this with, right? And that's why I think Christmas is so special. Josh just said it's a time to humble our hearts. Like It's a time for us to be humble and, and to say, Lord, I, I, first off, I'm acknowledging that God hated sin so much that he sent his son on this earth through a virgin, right, for birth. Now, let's just take that, sparse that for a second. God could have done anything he wanted to. God could have spoke Jesus into existence. He could have said, there's the man I was looking for. He could have put his Holy Spirit in, and just said, bam, there's a man, right? But why did he do it as a virgin birth? Because of the process, the gestation, the all that stuff. So, yes, abortion is illegal. Yes, abortion is murder. God saw fit to even do it through a, a birth. Right. Right. So we look at this going, look, this is greater than just Jesus on earth, dying on a cross, resurrecting in three days, blah, blah, blah. This is an acknowledgement. This is an acknowledgement of, man, the Savior is born. He has come to liberate his people from their sin. Matthew 121. Right. Amen. So anyways, thank you for subscribing yeah, yourself up on the podcast. That, that was right. great. Yeah. Now on to other news. Any who's. <laughs> oh, I thought she had something. I did. What do you I, want? I think the moment was gone, but it's fine. <laughs> I just, oh. uh, but like the whole thing about like what Christmas is actually about, you know, that whole whatever topic. I forgot. That's what Merry Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think I know that. At, did you guys see the new movie that they're coming out with? The new horror Christmas movie? No. It's Violent Night and not Silent Night. And they're literally, it's a literal horror movie trying to ruin. Like, I'm like, bro. Like, I was upset when I saw it. I'm like, why are they making a horror movie about It's easy. So they can root just like. The devil's just trying to take over any way he can. And, and you see that a lot of you see this, this destructive nature that goes into all of that of like oh we'll take something that's sacred and we'll twist it we'll we'll hollow it out we'll pull True. it apart yeah. we'll we'll make it bad or evil or dark or whatever and the people who do that i'm guessing a lot of the time don't understand what they're doing spiritually Truth. They're, they're just oh it'd be cool let's let's have a santa horror movie you know Christmas horror movie. There we go. You but know? it is a time too, like like around, uh, you know, these holidays. It's an easy way to pervert what Christmas is about, right? To get our minds off the actual birth of the one who was sacrificed for me. Yeah. And blood now and guts have been the thing, so it's like desensitizing people to sacrifice, oh, yeah. to blood, to yeah. death, right? So the death of Christ is like, yeah, it's another guy that died. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've been it's desensitized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, to your point, Mike people don't understand or don't see what they're doing spiritually because those who aren't of the spirit, those who, who, 
who don't have a revived spirit can't see things, can't understand spiritual things. Right. Mm. And if they can't understand and see spiritual things, they can still definitely influence that. But they have no clue what they're doing. True, That's right. why it's such a big danger, especially nowadays. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that nailed it. That whole movie is it has a a from what I understand, a like a goofy underlining. It's supposed to be like Santa beating up a bunch of people or whatever. Yeah. But it's still very evil in its nature. Right. And and not that we're doing a saying that Santa is, is a religious figure, but taking right. something that that this season has wholeness and purity to it and then trying to twist it apart um i want you to show josh's comment so josh said they want to pervert any good thing and a lot of times if you if you just watch long enough you'll see the good things try to get twisted they try to get perverted Absolutely, right they do. Uh, then let's go to destiny she said i feel like i'm now just learning more about more of what christmas is about after only being saved in 2019 growing yeah. up for me it was never really about christ Isn't that crazy right but Hopefully, what the birth of this whole uh, idea, this whole season, right? <clears throat> what it did for Mr. Scrooge. You gotta watch that. My favorite is the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol. Yeah. Like that is the my most like. I'm sorry, it's a Wonderful Life is my all time favorite, but this one is a close, close, close second. And look what it did for Scrooge after December 25th. He became that guy his whole life after that. Yeah. So the season should actually birth in you a kindness all year round. Right. hopefully it, good. It, it softens your heart to say why am i not like this all the time that's the gospel mm -hmm. right hopefully it's not just this season that you do it and and all those things and i know why people do it in the season because bonuses come and all these other things and you're more <laughs> right you've been saving for it and so you're kind of a little bit more thoughtful and i would pray that that same christmas spirit that's in you now would be throughout the week text your friend that needs you you know what i mean that kind of thing so why are we why are we doing this, Mike? I, I and I'll I'll kind of start it off. Yeah, a bit, go you know, for if it. You don't mind. Uh, we talk about it as we forementioned. Uh, a lot of people will come to us and say, "I don't celebrate Christmas. It's a pagan holiday." The Old Testament talks about the tree being lit up and all this other stuff and uh, all that. And and that's okay. That can be your opinion. That can be what you believe it to be. Right. Um, I'm going to say this. Let's say it. Let's say in a lot of ways, yes, the winter solstice was a pagan holiday. Let's say yes. Uh, all these things happened because the length of days was what had dictated that right. that season. And they thought, OK, let's let's bless the God and, you know, whatever God they served. And it was a pagan thing. But let me let me just throw this caveat at you. And I know this may be a little bit of a stretch, but just hear me out here. I was once to a pagan. I was Ooh. once to an unbeliever. I once too was against the things of God. The Bible says I was an enemy of the cross. So when I was regenerated right? And regenerated to a new spirit and constantly being consecrated and sanctified every day, constantly being, uh, you know, renewed day by day. Like Paul said, I am a child of God. Now he used what the enemy meant for evil and turned it for good. So like for myself, I say, look, here I am, right? I did that. So let's say they did say it was that. What if America, what if we wanted to do say, we're not going to do it, Peggy. We're going to honor the God of heaven, the Christ of heaven. And this whole season is going to be a season of giving a season of love, a season of laughter and joy, a season where people can come together, uh, families and people from the streets. Thanksgiving's almost the same way. So just because something was once one thing does not mean it cannot be redeemed. And I think that's the biggest thing is in America today, we look at, look at what happened to Kevin Hart. I'm just gonna throw this example. Yeah, 10 years ago, he says something that got him in trouble today. He couldn't host, I think it was the Grammys because he said something 10 years ago. And all these people say, 
Well, it's because look how bad that was. And it's like, dude, what about redemption? Yeah. What about forgiveness? What about what about someone saying, look, that was the old me. I get that, right? Whatever happened to that? Like who put us all on? They, 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 they put this on the Christian. We have high moral ground. But really, they do. If you don't believe what they do, they silence you. They And we're the ones kicking people out of church. We're the ones discriminating against uh, sin. We're the ones saying gay people are bad. You're the one silencing the Christian. You're the one silencing. So when I look at this, I go, look, things can be redeemed. And that's what I love about God. The days never belonged to Satan. Right. They never belonged to the pagans. Right? Just because, so like, let, let's, let's go with Sundays and Saturdays. For some that celebrate on Saturday. I'm sure there's Satanists out there too that celebrate on Saturdays and Sundays and they probably do fasting and praying and all their things because I've seen it happen. I've seen the witchcraft and stuff like that. Just because they do it doesn't mean it belongs to the world. God created it. The sun and moon are his. What's going on? Wrong headphones. <laughs> uh, the, the, the sun and the moon are his. And so when I look at what God has created, why can't we just celebrate it in the purity of the gospel? Why isn't it that we could say, like the word says, unto the pure, all things are pure. I'm pure in heart. The Bible says those that are not pure in heart cannot see God. I really believe God has put purity in my heart to see the right thing, to see things the right way. If I don't have purity of heart, I can never preach to someone the gospel of Jesus because I would say they're hopeless. There's no hope in them. No, there's not outside of mm -hmm. Jesus. But my heart is when I see someone struggling, I'm looking at the pure side. Whenever someone tells me something, I don't look at the extreme case of it. I look at, okay, there's purity here. How do we do? I can rest in the grace of Christ because I look at things pure. I want to do that. And what that does is it puts my heart in the right space. I don't come with condemnation and judgment. I come with the gospel because he already did the, the judgment. That's God's job. Right. He does the condemning. And the Bible says they're condemned already if they don't want Christ. I don't need to do that. I need to be the agent of Jesus. He came to earth to minister to people. Therefore, that's what I'm doing. That's the season. That's the season. And that's where I hope people will get out of this podcast. We'll say, uh, you know, and, and like you put in here, I'm not going to mock those who hold this conviction. We don't want to come off as mocking these people who say it's pagan and all that stuff. And they may mock you. They may, they may throw a shot at you. But in reality, it's up to you to determine your level of conviction on this. And I, I, I love that line. I wish we could go with this line all the time. It's up to you and your conviction. Right. What is the word telling or what is the Lord telling you? Right. For some. Li listen, I'm not going to open this can of worms. I'm just going to say it because it's the first analogy on the top of my head. John the Baptist was specifically told not to touch wine. The disciples weren't. Now, you can derive whatever thing you want out of that, but they were at a wedding feast drinking wine. Christ, his disciples. Right. It doesn't say Christ was getting hammered. None of that stuff. I'm not I'm not advocating drinking. What I'm saying is. Why was that specific command given to John the Baptist? Because that's his conscience. He needed to stay away from that. He needed to be that way. He needed to be consecrated like that. He needed that in his life. And that's okay. Why was Paul sent to the Gentiles and Peter sent to the Jews? Why? Because that's what God mandated. That's their conscience. That's who they were called to, right? Therefore, look at this. If you're not supposed to celebrate Christmas, good for you. I ain't going to judge you for that, man. Good for you. That's great. But what if I can Right. Don't let your liberty become a stumbling block to me. And I won't let my liberty become a stumbling block to you. And that that leads perfectly into Colossians 2, 16 to 17. Therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day. Things, things which are a mere shadow of what is to come. But the substance belongs to Christ. Come on. 
that's what matters in this. The substance belongs to Christ. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to go through a little bit of the history of all of this. Why? Because sometimes as Christians, we hear, oh, it's a pagan holiday, don't celebrate. And we don't know. We don't know the truth. We don't know the, the, the facts behind that. Right, 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 right. right. D- do me a favor and yeah. have them share it. Yeah, I, I posted that. Oh, sorry. I didn't see that. Um, I'm not doing the comments. But you're watching them. No, I'm not. <laughs> Even though you knew Josh's comment. That's judgment. I'm feeling judgment. <laughs> I'm feeling judgment right I'm now. Feeling condemnation right now. Okay. <laughs> that's that's what we need. We need that's the next step is getting the auto zoomers. Anyways, all right. The history. I like history. And I've been called a nerd by some of my friends. <laughs> yeah. Y'all. He, some of my and, closest friends. Paul, man, they get in the office. It's like nerd fest. <laughs> I, did you notice I, I spun you two up in your office the other you day? Did. And I watched you, you guys totally. go. <laughs> game, no game, dude. Right? Game recognized game. So, so I'm sitting in Massey's office and, and Massey will come to paul's cubicle and i'll be sitting in there and he'll be like nerd box you know because paul and i'll go for two hours about nerd stuff and i was sitting in massey's office and paul had some random thing that he was talking about and i just man i spun you up you I, don't even, I don't even remember it was something about the articles because i knew the articles <laughs> of confederation would get paul going and you'd get dragged into it and man it went for about 15 minutes and i just watched the whole yeah, time yeah. but you know what i love too is like i actually feel like so I'm not I, I I'm gen, being genuine genuine about this genuine about this. I'm not I feel as smart as you two, but the fact no, that I can are. hold my own with Paul is you like <laughs> makes <laughs> makes a guy put his shoulders up a little bit. You know, I, mean, I can stand a little I taller. Can, I can handle it with yeah, Paul. Yeah, if I could go toe to toe with that cat, you know, I can go to toe with many. So like, <laughs> right? I feel good. Like I I think we're kind of spoiled because we are. <laughs> I I get talking to you. I get talking to Paul. I get talking to Todd. And then I go online and start talking to some of our haters. <laughs> and like, there's, there's no consistency in this. Yeah. Something's wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Did you forget to pray this morning? Oh, we just got called out. Lord bless this podcast. In Jesus' name. I think she has to do it now. No, she just did. Oh. <laughs> What I do? All right. So I'm going to embody this label and we're going to there. We're going into history. We're going into Christmas. You guys ready? Share, 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 y'all. All All right. So where do we get this whole pagan celebration? I don't know. Why is this an I don't know. Why is this an idea? It comes from a theory that goes something like this. So in ancient Rome, there was a celebration of the unconquered sun on December 25th marking the return of longer days in other words the sun can't be beat the the thing in the sky s-u-n sun can't be beat it's coming back right on the winter solstice or around the winter solstice which is the shortest day of the year what it's saying is winter you're going away spring is coming rebirth new life right this followed a festival called saturnalia from december 17th to 23rd where people feasted and exchanged gifts now, this popular holiday on December 25th, this was called Sol Invictus that celebrated the winter solstice, okay? And he used solar imagery so that they could worship various sun gods. Good so far? Roman celebration, sun gods, blah, blah, blah. So, typical of that era, right? right? Exactly. 
because <clears throat> like we said in the Hall- Halloween podcast, you have to look at these celebrations with their lens. The the soul, the seasons and the stars were very important to them. Yeah. We live in big cities with light pollution. We live inside whenever the sun comes out. Ah, you know, we, we get in dark rooms. Oh, what are vampires? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That was a pretty cool vampire <laughs> present. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but we are completely disconnected from the seasons, from the stars, from the the celestial bodies. Yeah, they were intimate with all of that. So, of course, their festivals and celebrations surrounded events in the skies as well as the seasons the harvests the festivals all of that right so evidence exists that points to christmas first being celebrated on december 25th in the fourth century so this is the 300s during constantine's reign the theory is that he did it to weaken pagan traditions these celebration the celebration started around 336 but did not become a major festival until about the 800s so the theory is Christians got mad at the pagans and took their holiday from them. Put a put lipstick on a pig. That's that's really kind of the thought process, right? We'll we'll take the pagan thing and we'll make it ours. I'm not saying that theory is not right, but what I'm saying is there's a little too more of this more to this story than we tend to believe. And chime in wherever you need to. No, go. I just think it's good how you're doing this, like how you're looking at it through their lens, right? Because that's how they did it. Like this is how in those times it was done you know right. like they didn't have that this is why christ said go into all the world you know because they didn't have so you know what this also shows me too man's heart craves for a god absolutely right so it, maybe it was perverted maybe it was pagan all these other things but it craves for a god right so they're already open to it yeah and you know what i mean to your point i went down a rabbit hole on all this research because i got into like connections between myths and whole weird theories and all of that but what really came through is that seeking of god yeah yeah and and so often it's a romans one situation where when you reject the creator well you start worshiping the creation yep and that's what happens with the the i've got somewhere in here talking about the stars and the signs in the sky and we'll get to that but what what do people end up doing they reject the creator of the stars that were there for signs and start looking to the stars themselves and saying, well, these are controlling us. These have effect on us, mm-hmm. right? That's an issue. Did you have something? Yeah. What you just said, Massey, you said this uh, earlier this week, I think on Monday. Um, even though we reject to acknowledge the creator, all of creation still worships him. All the stars, all the trees, everything in the sky. So regardless of whether or not we are worshiping God. The fact that people are still turning to nature and seeing that and then yearning for a God. No. You have to be more than blind yeah. to not see Yeah, that. I said it on Sunday. Um, yeah. It was just before I was preaching that people want a sign, right? It's like they didn't get enough you know, sermons from the church. Well, it got to nature. The Bible even said testifies of the creation of God, right? So it's like, it's easy. Like, this is why I think, you know, some will, some will reject God, like the creator of it. But to some of these things, they thought the sun God was the creator of it. They thought, right. you know what I mean? Like, and it's not, I'm not saying, I'm not justifying them. I'm saying that's where they were in that's mind. That's what they knew. Yeah. And, and I think there's something to be said for 
they're seeking out the creator they don't have all of the answers they don't have all of the story right, right so they're right, doing right. sometimes they're doing the best which, they can which right? causes them to make a multiple or make up false idols, yes. false gods i mean you see the greeks with zeus poseidon hades whatever you see the romans with thor with uh odin with whatever i don't think that was what the romans no romans uh i'm romans were like they they took the planets and and right the planets you have saturn uh neptune mars yeah yeah yeah. but each god notice is an aspect of the god of heaven right right that's what made it so i think for them maybe in, in some sense right you take your mind where you're worshiping 15 gods because it's impossible to have one god and here we are saying no there is one god who is the creator of all things who puts all things in order and created them into yeah. existence, who spoke it into life, sent his son. It's like, wow, you know, what a, what a thought that there's one God, not 50. Yeah. And I've heard arguments, and, and I know we're going a little side trail, but guys, comment if this has given you something. Um, side trail a little bit. There's been arguments in archaeology that, oh, well, it started out with a pantheon of gods and then it slowly pared down. But Hinduism completely turns that on its head. If you look at Hinduism, it starts out smaller and they just keep adding gods. Native oh, Americans are the same way. I never thought of that. Started small, great spirit. And then as things don't go to your expectations, all of a sudden, well, maybe that's because a different God was handling this. Do, right? do, do you, you think know? it was uh, the drugs they were using? Like, you know, oh, Indians I'm using peyote sure. and, and all these other things, right? And I think that um, stuff has spiritual power to it there is spiritual power to it man you know there is there's there's something to be said about this right that that we've been given a discernment for that like we've been given something in us is crying out for something right right what what does he say groans and creation groans and cries till the coming of christ because we're dude we're fallen like so we're looking for something to empower us that's why we can worship a sun god and all these other things yeah i got got a couple comments one from andrew thank you Thank you, Mike, for uh, starting with the facts. And if we look at if we look at it in spirit and in truth, we will come to the conclusion that will be the Lord wants us to believe. Um, Good word. Destiny says, and today we have astrology defining our identity instead of God defining us. There's a hole in our hearts that we are trying to fill that only God can fill. Amen. Yeah, Zodiac. Yeah, yeah. So we'll continue on this. Um, This idea that that Christians came up with December 25th purely to cover over pagan celebration doesn't, it's got some evidence, um, but it it really comes from from this. Comes from a comment written in the margin of Dionysius Bar Celebi, 12th century bishop of Amida. The comment in the margins is written by Cyrus, This mysterious Cyrus has become the fount of all knowledge and expertise in ancient Christendom, known around the world, yet as mysterious as the founder of Bitcoin. (laughs) Okay, so, so, yeah, so the truth, nobody knows who this guy was, right? (laughs) Yeah, they found him. They found him quick. (laughs) So this guy, Cyrus, scholars tend to think he was a Syrian and so therefore had a pretty general name. He doesn't show up anywhere else. Um, but this comment got pulled, and, and I can read the comment, and the meaning has kind of gotten twisted, but this is what he said. The reason, then, why the fathers of the church moved the January 6th celebration, this is important. 
The January 6th celebration to December 25th was this, they say. It was the custom of the heathen to celebrate on the same December 25th, the birthday of the sun, and they lit lights then to exalt the day. Even Christians were participants in these rites and ceremonies. When, therefore, the teachers of the church saw the Christians inclined to this custom, they established a plan. The true natal feast would be celebrated on this day in Epiphany on January 6th. Wow. Now, that's different <clears throat> for a big reason. It was not saying Christians just grabbed December 25th and said, oh, let's celebrate Christ now. They were using January 6th as the birthday. But they said, okay, we see Christians are already celebrating this. Let's go ahead and set the celebration to start on December 25th, and we'll finish on January 6th. They're, they're using the day to their advantage. I think that's important because what, what buried, what's buried underneath all this is were they focused on the birthday of Christ? And I would point to, yes, that's what they were really focused on. Now, December 25th is not the only day that Christmas is celebrated around the world. You also have January 6th and you have January 7th. You have these various days that people have decided that's the day that will mark as the birth of Christ. Pope Julius I chose December 25th, as is the, the theory, and the common belief is that they chose it to adopt and observe the traditions of the festival. But it also depends on the calendar you use as well. It depends on the Julian calendar, versus, which would be January 7th, and the Gregorian calendar. Right. The theories of when Jesus was born also points to December 25th. Now, I'm going through all this rapid speed because I want to get to the meat of this. But we have to know there's a lot more to this story than just, well... Christians hated that pagans were celebrating a festival, so they took it. Okay, The focus really was Christ for the Christians, and they said, how can we uplift Christ? So Sextus, Julius, Africanus, and 221 determined the date of Christ's birth to be December 25th. However, if you look at the biblical record, the shepherds would not have been attending flocks in December, but in fall or spring. Now, this is a big argument. Nobody will ever know the answer until we get to heaven. But there's various Theories. If you take the timing of the birth of John the Baptist, it may be sometime in September. This theory uses John's father, Zechariah's role as a priest, the angels appearing to him while he was doing his priestly duties, the rotation of priests to determine most likely when John would have been conceived and thus born using the scriptural account that Elizabeth was six months pregnant when Mary conceived. Others have argued for a March birthday. It's all over the map. September, March, December, <clears throat> January. And are we even supposed to be talking about this kind of thing, or can't we just have a celebration of Jesus? Y'all know what I'm saying? Like some of the stuff, it's like for real. Like we're talking. John the Baptist. Like people do this. Oh, it's and thank it's, God for him. Yeah. Like I think it, we're like it ain't that deep, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and one of the reasons that I'm I'm going into all this is we've got to be very careful of how we're putting our own, like you were saying at the beginning, how we're putting our own convictions onto others. Oof. That's scary, dude. Because even in the New Testament, it says, look, don't worry about eating meat sacrificed to idols. But at the same time, focus on not eating meat from sacrificed to idols. Now, what's the difference there, right? Because people will say, oh, that's a paradox. No, what it's saying is, look, if you start biting into the meat, and somebody's like, yes, this is meat sacrificed to an idol. As in this idol has blessed this meat. 
I'm okay. But no, you know, you know, but the meat itself does not affect you. Right, right, right. And Paul was very clear that don't let your liberty, like if you eat meat, don't cause another one to stumble because you eat meat. It's 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 this don't put your conscience on them, mm-hmm. right? Be careful. Don't lord yourself over them. Like if I celebrate Christmas, I'm not like saying everybody and I, I will, but it's like if they don't want to, it's like cool, man. That's all good. Cool. I'll still invite you to my house. You want to get something to eat? You know, that kind of thing. So you don't have to celebrate it, but it doesn't stop the celebration in my house and my life. So don't throw yourself and your conscience on someone else. All right. that does is breed legalism, right? And someone has to be right when it's legalism. And we're all wrong. You know, like all of us are screwed up in some way about this stuff, except true biblical tenets, right? And there's certain things that are non-negotiables with God, right? right. They're in scripture. When it comes to this stuff, it's like so free and, and like, okay, like, you know, I, I don't, I don't, my tree looks cool because Carrie did it. It does. I had to do with it, but she made it look really cool. And we honor Jesus through it. The boys have done these cool decorations and blah, blah, blah. Right. It's like, it's just a cool thing, you know? And I think the difference is you're not worshiping the tree. You don't, you don't oh, well, Massey, do you believe that God comes through your tree? It's the tree God. It's the. If he spoke through the burning bush, he can speak through the burning oh! tree. Oh! That was like heresy. <laughs> yeah. I, I would not want to light a Christmas tree in my house. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but, but the different. Getting to the Christmas tree point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing about the, the tree in what is it, Leviticus? Leviticus taking that tree and then making an idol out of it. Mm-hmm. Truth. That that process of this item holds God in it. I think that's the big difference. Um, Macy had brought up the golden calf. I like the, that the, analogy. The, that was good. The difference between go, me, me having a tree in my house versus what the tree was being used for is right. I look at my tree and I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know what? I love this season. I love the Lord. Lord, you are so good. Yeah. I'm not looking at the tree. I'm not thinking God's in the tree. I'm not going to the tree and having to placate the tree in order to be able to get God. It's yeah. it's a visual reminder in my house of I love Christmas. I love Christmas, but like we could do that with anything. Absolutely. People like spend millions of dollars on their houses to get them to look a certain way because they want people to come in and say, Wow, what a house. And they put pride in it. And it's their identity. You yes. know what I mean? We can make an identity out of anything, dude. Christians, you can make an identity out of your gifting. Ooh. I mean, that's something that convinced me frequently because it's like I'm, I'm a pastor, right? And I'm a preacher. I'll always be a pastor and a preacher. It's in me. I can't stop that. I'm apostolic a little bit. So it's like there's all these things that go on. But whether I'm in a church or I was at a normal job, I was still pastoring people and I was still preaching. You know what I mean? I was still evangelizing. I was still witnessing. We can make an identity out of all that stuff. You know, because we're in ministry, this is who we are. No, no, he already made me a pastor. That's who I am. He's I'm his. That's who I am. So we put our identity in many things, cars. We could do it, all that stuff. All of a sudden, when it comes to a tree, though, oh my gosh, World put, War Three. Put up Andrew's comment, the the last one. Um, and Andrew had a question that we'll get back to, but I think this comment goes exactly with what you're saying. I do not worship the tree, the lights, and even the gifting. Look at the symbolism in that. I don't worship the lights. Just like I shouldn't worship the gifting because the gifting is just a light shining. Truth. Do you get what Good I mean? Call. Like there, there's a, a symbolism in that, that worship the giver. 
of the gift. Worship the source of the light, God, not the outlet, okay? Because the outlet isn't the source. The outlet's a carrier. Who's the source? God. Not even the sun is the source because something created the sun. God, right? Point always back to the giver of the gift of the light of the tree. That's that's a whole different heart position. I see you got something. You're yeah. bouncing like you. Do. Yeah, I know. I'm just like I want it. So, like the idol, the idolization of something beautiful really is just like a reminder of God. Like, so you look at your Christmas tree, you're like, "Wow, it's really pretty. Thank you, God." Or you walk outside, you see the bright blue sky, or a deer, or something like that. When honestly, you can just look in the mirror every day and say, Ooh. "I'm saved, and I get to go to heaven one day." I think that's all yeah. I need. I don't need to. Eat. <laughs> that's that's so good because I think you're. Damn! I think she's hitting something really important. The tree in my house has no no deeper significance to me than the tree outside. I like the beauty of it, but it does not have deeper significance to me than the tree outside or the lake down the road. You see what I'm saying? Like It's still a part of creation that's beautiful, an aspect of creation. That's a whole different cause than, okay, now that this tree is in my house and these lights are on this tree, it now has greater spiritual significance to me than anything Truth. else. Truth. Spiritual significance should always point back to the creator. Amen. Right? Um, <clears throat> so, let's see. What's the point? What's the point? I want to know what the pillars of my holiday are. So, just like in Halloween... Just like in Halloween, I want to know what the pillars of my holiday are in order to be able to understand, is this a holiday that I'm going to participate in? And this is for me. This isn't for anybody else. My rule for me is, what are the pillars? What do, what's the depth of it? Christmas, to me, I feel joy. I feel peace. I feel wholesomeness. And I feel, I feel broke. giving <laughs> and broke. My wallet doesn't feel whole. But, but do you understand? Whereas Halloween... Emptiness, darkness, wickedness, macabre. Did you see right? Andrew's comment? No, what is it? it? Says trees are prettier than rocks, though. <laughs> Bro, that's true. You can't decorate rock. Well, you can sell them on eBay, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, that's... You know, the guy who invented the pet rock made a million dollars. True, he did. <laughs> uh, anyway. I want to cover uh, Sue Ann's comment. Let's do it. So she said. YouTube video, The Star of Bethlehem, uses scripture combined with solar system tracking technology, now able to historically pinpoint star movement, which confirms December 25th was, in fact, the day the Magi arrived at the manger and presented gifts, etc. Because of this, December 25th became the day to celebrate the birth of Christ, even though we don't know the precise date he was born. The video does a good job of answering those who claim Christian Christmas is a pagan practice. It isn't. I want to... Uh, uh, Put a caveat to that, but I also want to agree with it at the same time. One thing I was thinking about is these magi looked in the sky, saw a star predicting the coming of a king, and they went to give gifts to that king. God used the star to signal his arrival. We can't get around that. So people are like, oh, it's it's pagan, pagan celebration. God used a star or a celestial event to point to his coming. You can't give that to anybody else but God. And why do we put a star on the top of our trees? That's the symbolism. Right. It points to the star. The tree points to the duh. Don't you guys get it? Like this is where this is where I, I'm speaking to the liberal. Don't you guys get it? Or to the I'm sorry, not the liberal, the those who claim paganism. 
Like literally, the tree was designed because it points up, and then we and put the a star, star on the top. top for what? Because that's what led them to Christ. Now you're convicting and- me, dude. Because I don't have a star on the top of my tree. We don't either. But <laughs> wow, you guys are so. I I have a Gumby <laughs> snowman that she and I put at the top of our tree <laughs> since we first got married, and that's what always goes at the. Oh, now I feel convicted. Sorry, Ice T, what you got? Uh, just like uh, how. I don't know if this is random, but like just how the star, like it's a tiny star, and yet it was the sign of something so big. Just like in your life, you yeah. don't need a giant, like you're just like, God will never give me a sign. I'm never going to get anything. The sign doesn't have to be right. It doesn't have to be plastered in paint on your wall. Ooh. It Like the biggest things can literally be just like a glimpse in the sky. Give her a mic, dude. I told her. <laughs> I told, I, 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 hey, T, didn't I say... Y'all gonna start your own podcast? Have I not pushed you to this? Please look. Oh, don't I, shrug your shoulders. I want to do a me. little plug right here. Torchbearer Society. We are putting in a members-only section. That's right. I can start announcing this. Guess what? Maybe I still have her own podcast so, so listen, in the members-only. And I'm gonna throw that to you. What we're what we're planning on is um, having you know my son who's we're, 14. Yep. Her as well. These young people who are they have their perspective, and I want to hear from them too. They're not. I'm not saying they're walking in all the mature ways and we're cautious about that, but their perspective is yeah. so cool because it comes from a pure place, right? When you raise them in, in the nurture and admonition of God, they're going to come from a pure place, not a tainted place. So where I'm excited to see what's going to happen out of this. Uh, they're just, they're, they're, they're young and they're lazy. <laughs> You just got a dirty look on that one. You got the look. What now? Easy. What you got? <laughs> oh, to your point, uh, Ice-T, how crazy is it that the Magi and the priests followed this star, right? They had to follow it. How how far was it? It took them almost two years. I think years. they came from Arabia. I'm not sure. It, but. It, it took them almost two years to get to where Christ was, just about. Imagine having to follow such a sure but small sign in your life that God is going to do something great consistently right having that 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 persistence and consistence to know that this is god ordained dang i need to do this regardless of the traveling regardless of what is going to be in the path between point a and point b and and there's there's other theories about what this celestial event was (laughs) so there there is a theory that it was another another possibility is that saturn and jupiter came into alignment around 7 BC, three different times. And it's the close, it's the great or grand alignment or something like that. And some point to that event, because that event, the meaning of Saturn and Jupiter in, in not, well, astrology carries this, this practice forward, but in the ancients, Jupiter and Saturn and the other planets had value and symbolism in what they were aligning or where they were in the sky and all of that. And there are some that point to this event was what pointed out to the Magi. It's time. The King's here. Right. right. Um, and I think, you know, uh, Genesis 114, God says, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. Let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years for signs and for seasons. I'm not saying go down the astrological zodiac sign, right? Because I went down a rabbit hole in all of this stuff. And what I found coming away is our exact point. 
all those people forgot about the creator and started looking only at the signs. Right. They started, they, they, they wanted to figure out all of the signs. Truth. Man, is that not a pharisaical attitude? Yes. Reject the creator, reject God, reject Christ, and try to find him in the scriptures. Try to find him in the law, right? That's, we have to be careful on all of that. Are we looking at anything, whether it's Christmas, whether it's stars, whether it's the law, and we're, we're by our heart, we're worshiping that as opposed to worshiping wow. the creator of all of it. Way to go. So, but I think that's where we are is, is the heart posture to what we do. Um, and, and, you know, again, we're not telling you what to believe. We're saying, look, is everything as it's said to be? We believe we have a pure heart in doing Christmas. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm not sorry. I love when my house is full of laughter and joy and love. And Christmas is a part of that. It's always been one of my favorite ever, especially as a young kid. We grew up broke. I mean, and we didn't have, but man, mom would make that tree up. You know what I mean? And she'd make, if you're Mexican, you know what I'm saying? Buñuelos. Mm. It's fried tortillas with brown sugar and stuff on top, you know, because it, I miss it. Uh, now we get donuts because I married a white girl and uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not complaining. She'll get mad at me for this. But anyways, I want us to read. I'm gonna before you do that. We have one, we have a comment on YouTube's YouTube's. Uh, Kristen says, "Do we as a whole tend to overanalyze everything? Why can't we just focus on Jesus? The Bible talks about having a childlike faith. This is the only birth people overanalyze everything." She huh. said, "I'm not hating. I swear, I love overanalyzing too. Me too." You, you watch me on these podcasts. I'll spend five hours researching. <laughs> Listen, these, <laughs> you got to know, he did a three-page like layout. He spent hours on this and our other researchers, which thank yep. God, you know, yep. we, we've got some good ones. Paul, absolutely. Paul and, and thank these guys. you so much. But like there's time where we do have to spend on these and, and you know, all that. So, no, I, I, th I think you're right, Kristen, that why is Christ's birth the one that's always questioned? And, and you know, but we don't do that to any other person. Yeah. We don't do that to any other thing. Um, and, and it is to try to discredit. Yea, hath God said. It's literally always that point. Like Andrew had said. pointed out earlier, you know, Satan will try to discredit. And right. he, is, he even asks, like, is all of this questioning about the birth of Christ, Satan trying to discredit and take God's sure, glory? Sure. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Did he I, really say don't eat of that? You know, did he really say right. like this is Satan in ooh, the garden analogy? Ooh. It really is. It's literally that question. Did he really, though? You know, and it's and that's the that's the question of the ages today. Oh man, I had a point. It just ran away. Yes, from me. Sue, you're right. We're called what? to analyze the word. That's good. But when it's like we're now having to analyze, and we're talking about an instance. In this instance, the the like the, the pagan or the, the 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 legalist, where they're over psychoanalyzing things to for but for what end? To be right? Right. Is it really truly to convert? Endless disputes of about genealogies yes. that kind of idea if they were out there going hey let's talk about this in a real way like let's let, just open your heart to hear what i have to say that'd be cool but literally how many times we've been told from by people in our own church that's pagan not hey bro can we talk about this for a minute yeah. can we can we bring some come let us reason together right. none of that it's just a pointing finger that's where you know you're doing that to be right you're doing that for something inside of you that is a void right I don't have to do that with people. It's like me going up to someone and saying, you need Jesus. You're, you're not saved. You're going to hell. Th thank you. <laughs> what? <laughs> like I, what? I what does that mean? The hope you know, in like, that statement. No, let's reason together. Dude, we have sin in our lives. You need a savior, right? It's like we, we and, and so I agree with you, Sue. And it's more the, 
what we're challenging the other person is, are you really believing this to believe it? Right. Right. Because I don't have to evangelize. I love Christmas. Right. You know? and, and to Kristen's point, it's it's that heart of the matter. And just like Sue, it's that heart of that matter. Um, seek out God. I, I truly believe God has made creation to be a treasure hunt because God told Adam and Eve, go and subdue Dang. all of the land. Like right. That. But. So God created all of this for us to discover and explore, to search the depths of God's creation. I believe eternity is going to be that way. How do you find all the aspects of God? You can't. It's an eternal walk. But God created this for us to discover his beauty and richness in creation. The problem is when we decide that treasure hunt is more fun, more important, more powerful than the creator himself. Um, and and I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you guys. I'm not... I, I get passionate sometimes. No, it's good. So <laughs> I have a word. Go for it. From our illustrious president. Oh, yes. This, this in the spirit of up. celebrating Christmas, we, we have a very important message for Christmas <clears throat> yeah, from our illustrious leader, Mr. President Joe Biden. As we look to the sky... To the lone star, shining brighter than all the rest, guiding us to the birth of a child, a child Christians believe to be the Son of God. They believe to be the Son of God. Notice that point. Miraculously now, here among us, bringing hope, love, and peace, the joy of the world. Wayne says, yes, it's a story of that 2,000 years old, but it's still very much alive today. Just look into the eyes of the child Christmas morning or listen and laughter and family together this holiday season after years after being apart. Just notice what he said. And yes, our word from from devout Catholic Joe Biden, devout, devout Catholic, a child Christians believe to be the son of God, not putting his own stamp on it. saying, I'm a Christian. I believe this. Do you see the doubt now? So this is this isn't a I'm telling you, man, fruit. They 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 love doing this stuff. And you know why? Because it's like, well, we did. we, We gave the Christians a bone. Yeah. No, didn't. Oh, we said Christian, we said Christmas, we said Son of God. So, hey, we we hit the bingo of words to throw in but there. But first off, comment below, how was my impression? I mean, I'm a little chubbier than him, but, like, come on. Come on, I nailed it. <laughs> it, it was beautiful. Audio listeners are going to love it. The, and and our, our, I saw this this morning. It was like, we've got to cover this because they will show you by their fruit. Now, if he was true, devout Christian, and, and his relationship with God is between him and God— but stop telling me devout Catholic, because if he was devout Christian, you know what he would say? We celebrate this time because the God of all creation sent down his son to die for our sins so that we could have eternal life. The son of God became flesh on this day on Christmas, right? I got three words for you, American people. Merry Christmas. Merry <laughs> There will be people 15 minutes later going, oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Joe is a few sandwiches short of a pick. <laughs> oh. oh, that's a good way to end. In this festive season of the year. Oh, guys, listen, if we don't see you next, uh, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for. 
a year of awesomeness. Yeah. I think uh, we can both say we're truly humbled by the support we receive. And, you know, if you guys have received our newsletter, take a look at it. If you can contribute to the year end uh, donation, that'd be awesome. Um, We got a big goal to raise, but we believe God for it and more. Um, Let's let's get into that just for a second, because I I want you guys, please don't leave. Don't shut this off. Hear us. Share the video too. Um, share the video. We we try not to ask for money. Okay, because this isn't about money, but we do need finances to move forward, sure. right? So please prayerfully consider becoming a torchbearer. We've got great things in the works. We're, we're like one step away from launching the members only section. So I feel like it's good for me to it's start good. talking yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, and you'll get your own you, torchbearer shirt and all that right. stuff. And you, we're excited about that. You become a partner with us. And I know that's the whole public broadcasting pitch, but you really do. We need support. So please think about donating for our year-end campaign. You can go to the selfevidenttruth.com, check out our donation. newsletter, one-time donation, or become a torchbearer if you're not already. If you are a torchbearer, prayerfully consider, hey, what can I give this year to help the ministry move forward? Right. we got amazing potential in the wings that we want to move forward. We need your support. Why? And I'm not, because we're here for the kingdom. Truth. We want to move God's kingdom forward. And just to, just to give you guys a heads up, for, for us to grow, we need some management, management put in place and things like that. So it just, you know, people need to live. And we, we don't, we're, we're not like stupid with our money. Yeah. Um, a lot of what we do, like a lot of our people here, they're part time, but they do great work. So we know how to invest it. We're not just hiring people to hire people. And so what we're saying is there's a focus right now that's getting us more into these, the, the young people's arena. Uh, that kind of stuff. We're, we're actually starting right off in December, right away. I'm going to Georgia. I'm sorry, in January, right into Georgia. So 2023 starting off with a bang. We've never done that before where we just start off the year touring and I'm excited, man. We're going to Nevada this year, which is a yep. new state for us. We're excited about the doors that God is opening right now. And it's been really cool. Now, listen, go read the newsletter for yourself. You said it, the self evident truth.com. You can see everything that came in. We were wise about, and we had to be, and it was very hard this year, but it was awesome this year. And, you know, we're not struggling. We don't care. But we know that people, when you sow into a good field, you do real to yield a return. I don't care what you believe about that. It's the truth. Those are principles that are immutable. Mm-hmm. So we want you to do that, too. Be blessed when you do give. Uh, but your prayers, number one, are everything. You Please, we covet that. Because I believe we're walking into the darkest year for, for, for spirituality. Right. The fight is going to be strong this year and next year Absolutely. because of what's coming. So we need your covering. We need your anointing. We need your prayers. We need your blessing. We need all of that. And please consider giving. And, and it would be a huge for us. Uh, you know, if you want to sponsor our radio broad or our podcast here, we will, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll promote you and your business, those kinds of things. We want that. And, and we want to reciprocate that. So we want to mm-hmm. keep going. Like this isn't the only venue you should see our SoundCloud. We get hits all the time, Spotify, all that stuff. So we're getting everywhere. I hate Facebook. Honestly, I do too. It just, they, they throttle and all that stuff. They do. They just throttle us. But here we're seeing God move in other areas and that's good. So we're just doing our best to get the gospel out there and keep moving forward. Absolutely. So thank you so much, guys. We hope you all have a great Christmas. We love you all. Please be blessed. Remember the heart of the season. Don't forget to check out Massey's uh, Grinch video. (laughs) Grinch meme video. Actually, that's pretty Grinch. All right. We love you guys. Have a great day. All right. Take care. Love y'all.